0: professors FM analytics with Mike Lewis the podcast where we talk about everything you need to know about sports analytics here's your host Mike Lewis marketing professor at Emory University welcome everyone welcome to the fanalytics podcast what we are doing is something, well, just a, a tad bit different to end the year. Well, and I should say that this series, because this is going to be multiple episodes, is going to feature uh, both current and past Emory Goizweta faculty. So this is this is essentially Marketing Analytics Center at Goizweta School of Business year end programming. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at the last year in sports, identify impact players, but we're doing this. This is not about, this is not a standard sports show of saying, Hey, this wide receiver changed the game. Our focus is more cultural, more business oriented. And so we're going to identify athletes that are meaningful to what the world's going to look like, the world of sports, and more broadly, the world of entertainment and the world of marketing going forward. For this programming, I'm going to be joined by today, Tom Smith, a finance professor at, at Goizueta, also an economist by training. For the second half of the list, I'll be joined by Manish Tripathi, whose expertise is in marketing analytics and a former professor at Goizueta. Good morning, Tom.
1: Hey, Mike. Nice to, uh, nice to see you again, and thanks for having me on the podcast. I appreciate it.
0: Always welcome. Tom is seeing me via Zoom. We have not seen each other in person for how? Probably two years now, Tom, right? 18 months?
1: 18 months. Yeah, in person? Yeah. I, I, uh, that's right. I think we did a podcast earlier on, but I still haven't... Uh, I still haven't hung out in your office for a while. So <laughs> But in. next semester, next semester, bud, next semester. Straight
0: okay. So Tom, and, and like, I should give you a little bit of, and I'm going to get, you know, I'll, I'll let you chime in here and get your opinions out there as well. And you can tell me I'm full of, I'm full of BS as much as you want today.
1: Oh no, I wouldn't do that.
0: My, my perspective on all this is that, you know, we really live in a world Sports exists in a world of the larger culture at this point. And I think one of the words that's been overused in 2022 and is going to be massively, 2021, and is going to be massively overused in 2022 is the idea of the narrative. You know, everything has to fit into a narrative. And so when I, after I assembled my list of impact athletes, that was the theme that kept coming back to my head was these people are important because they help further some larger cultural message. Now, mm-hmm. look, this can mm-hmm. go both ways. You know, the athletes can do things that influence the culture, but they can also be essentially adopted by the media that has a cultural point of view, okay? Mm-hmm. So, be- before we get into my list, and you've seen my list, mm-hmm. is there anyone else that you would have thrown on here? We'll call this the honorable mentions.
1: Yes. But I think we should add some context here because um, I was thinking about this maybe a little bit different way than you were. So just just to give a little backstory, you had said, "Hey, I'm looking at some athletes who have." Well, what I was what I thought was um, you were looking at athletes who sort of changed the way that we look at sports. Or athletes that had some kind of a significant impact on how consumers look at sports, but I don't know if that—I don't know if that's completely fair. Like my interpretation of what you were doing, if that's 100% fair. So I mean, do you want to?
0: No, I, 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 think know, think you wanna... I think that's reasonable. I mean, you know, when we start out with one of these lists of saying the most impactful athletes, it's not like impactful is precisely defined, right? It's not like no. we can put. Numbers to that, there's going to be some interpretation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so when I thought about athletes who were impactful, I was thinking about athletes that were changing the way that people were thinking about the game. And so so I had, uh, and you and I texted about this, so DeChambeau, I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name. I think it is DeChambeau, Bryson DeChambeau, the a golfer who, you know, I mean, he's a he is spent a lot of time working out and becoming, uh, you know, I mean, he's a fitness guru and he's, you know, like huge and he drives the ball, I don't know, 300 plus yards, plus or minus. I mean, at least what, what people are reporting. And, you know, I thought, okay, this is a guy who he's turning heads. Everybody's thinking about how are we going to cover this guy, right? So, I mean, I've talked to people who are in, um, golf television and golf analysts saying, okay, here, how are we going to cover the guy? How do we talk about him? How does the field respond to him? Uh, are courses trying to modify their layout to, let's say, uh, yield him in or like bring him in a little bit. And I mean, I think all of those things are true, at least but people I've talked to in the industry, all of those things seem to be, uh, happening around this guy. And I thought, okay, well then this is a guy who's changing the nature of the sport and changing the conversation around the sport. So, I mean, I thought he would be a good, he would be a good candidate for your list. I
0: think. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, right? it, it, I've seen, I think we've almost seen that story over the past years. You know, I think of you know, I think of the world of tennis where, where when they switched from you and I both old enough to remember Bjorn Borg with a wooden racket sure. and switching the switching the technology or you know fast forwarding to the late 90s where the bulked up baseball players were suddenly hitting 60 or 70 home runs and yeah and so advancing the game on a physical level will will change things right i mean you don't know how right. the stories are going to end right in the in the case of baseball it ended with a PED scandal and indeed almost baseball t- is sort of going backwards and in, in popularity.
1: Uh, the other person, and I had mentioned this, the other person I thought would be, would have been a valuable contribution to your list was Otani, the pitcher mm-hmm. slash uh, designated hitter for the Los Angeles angels of Anaheim or whatever. I think that's what their name is now, the Los Angeles angel, Anaheim angels. So, I mean, this is a guy who um, has really, Taken uh, athleticism to another level in terms of you know he's a starting pitcher so he's going on he's taking the mound every what five days six days I suppose depending on um, Madden's um, rotation but he's also he's also hitting a DH so I mean he's an everyday player who has an impact on both sides and that's just very very unheard of and. In today's baseball game, I mean, people are very. In most of baseball, people have a very, very specific role, right? And to you know, you take your Freddie Freeman's, just like, okay, so here's a, a very, very solid defensive player who he doesn't hit for power, but he, I mean, he hits for average. Ah, uh, just you know, a straight up go ahead guy, now clearly world champion. You know, he has a role, but like Otani's role is changing all the time because of how he how he enters the game. I just thought, man, he's just he has definitely changed the narrative, to use your word, around baseball. So I thought he would have been a, a, also another addition to
0: your list. Well, here, here's my question. So, in you know, that it's an interesting name, and two two thoughts occur immediately. Number one. And I have no idea what this is. What is his war? And if well, that's he has a, good a question, if he has a war that's off the charts because he's impacting it both as a hitting stats and pitching stats, does he cause for some really tough salary negotiations in the future? Uh, but the other, the other thing that comes to mind is: is he changing the game? Are we going to hmm. see future athletes like him? Mm. Is he going to and I don't know the question the answer to this because obviously there's a great deal of value if your starting pitchers can also hit 30 home runs everyone who wouldn't want that but are we actually going to see the youth leagues and college baseball change to create that type of frankly Babe Ruth like player yeah I don't
1: know his war is 4.9 so I mean that's and and he was the MVP, right? And so, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, that's, you know, well. I, mean, that's uh, I mean,
0: it's,
1: I don't know. I mean, I, I, he's uh rookie of the year, MVP, all-star. I, I mean, I I don't, so I don't know. Right. I guess, I guess I just kind of got caught up in the numbers here for a second, Mike, and i I'm not trying to sort of change the conversation, but is he, is he, has he had an impact in the game? Yes. Is he changed in the game? Well, I mean, I think a lot of people are looking for that player who has, you know, has all the skills and can show, you know, flash the glove and hit home runs and be a monster on the base path and all of those other things. And so, I mean, maybe in that respect, he's just a, a quirk of nature and, Truly, an exceptional athlete, but maybe that's what baseball. I mean, baseball has always been looking for those quirk of nature and amazing athletes. And when they come about, yeah, they change a team and they change the way people think about the game. But maybe they don't change the game. I mean, baseball's baseball's kind of a hard game to change in some respects. Other than what you talked about with with um, these players who are you know coming up on.
0: on But if I say he's a unicorn, but we got to see that second unicorn, right?
1: Hmm. Okay. No, I like that. I like that. It's a good approach, but I mean, it's, I think it's an honorable mention for your list. Absolutely. I'm still going to, I'm still going to put him on as an honorable <laughs> mention for your list. Okay. And so okay, in the last, so- the very, and the very, very last and you and I maybe we're going to debate about this a little bit. The very last person I would have added to your list was the Conor McGregor, but you've got, you've got sort of the, to your unicorn analogy, you've got the second unit, second and third unicorns on your list tomorrow. With Manish. Okay. And so, and look, it's I, tough I, I think for me does guys...
0: not. Was I not put Connor McGregor on any list I do. <laughs> it's, uh, love, love the guy. I actually think he's, uh, almost a role model for young men. The, you know, it, it, he would go on my list as the athlete with the most swagger. <laughs> in the, on planet earth at the moment and look i think that matters
1: <laughs> i think so too this is a guy who can get into a fight at a red carpet event I mean, you got to yeah. appreciate you got to appreciate that yeah so i don't know i just think he's changed the way that people think about about um you know crossing over sports and what he contributes and the truth is that i mean think about his last big 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 fight you know i mean the it, it the guy he fought against, like, had a mural like made in his honor because he's like, cuz this was such a game changer. Like, thank you, thank you. So I mean uh, you gotta give gotta give McGregor some props there. So he would be my, like sort of my honorable I mentioned 3.0.
0: Awesome. Okay, okay so back to to my list. So at yes. number 10, I had Megan Rapino. And I nicknamed the I nicknamed the folks on the list and I referred to her as the progressive spokesperson. And so Megan Rapino fits into this because she is, and again, sort of this reflection mm-hmm. of the culture. She obviously has been in the media spotlight for a number of years. She has really become the face of the US women's national soccer team, which I believe is the preeminent organization in terms of female sports fandom. You know, whenever mm-hmm. I teach a class and I ask students, it is the US women's national team that all the women, young women tend to to root for. But in the last year, she, look, she became the face of the soccer team at the Olympics. Every time they cut away, they showed her purple hair on the on the image. She became a spokesperson for Subway and it's almost like Subway went out and identified all the top spokespeople athletes for their latest campaign, right? Serena, mm-hmm. Brady, Barkley, et cetera. Uh, but she's also, look, and look, she crossed over in some weird ways to some unexpected ways, becoming a spokesperson for Victoria's secret as well. Mm-hmm. Now on the other side of this, she is incredibly controversial. She has been accused of bullying the other athletes into kneeling before the games by, Hope Solo. She's been in feuds with Donald Trump. So she, she fits this, like I say this progressive archetype. And as part of that, she also annoys the other half of the country. Mm.
1: Yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's what your list is trying to capture. Then you've, you, I think you've got a perfect uh, start for your list. And when you think about women's soccer, this is used to I think it used to be Hope solo. Hope solo was, when people think about soccer from, let's say 10, 12 years ago, they would have said Hope solo. And so uh, it was interesting that you that you referred to Hope Solo and including Megan Rapino on that list, I think that hope solo is the is sort of the building block that leads to the Megan Rapino, if you will. Um, And so, yeah, I think this is a great addition to your list, definitely changing the way people think about sports. And uh, you've nailed it in terms of how people affiliate. Um, You know, there's been a lot of argument about, you know, how popular the women's team is relative to the men's team. And the research that I did was that, yes, in the United States, the women's the national soccer team is or is more popular than the men's national soccer team. People can identify athletes on that team. They have a hard time identifying yeah, let athletes. Me, let me yeah, take a ahead. shot
0: at that. Tobin Heath, Alex Morgan, Megan Rapino. On the men's soccer team, I can identify no one.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. So, so it's it is the preeminent team. Of course, they lost their they lost the lawsuit. A couple of years ago, I wrote about I wrote about it um, some of the wage discrepancy in Time Magazine uh, a number of years ago. And it, it, when I wrote about it, I was I caught some flack from people who said, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. I mean, this is a different game. You know, we shouldn't be comparing uh, the women's game to the men's game. And my point was, except for You know, if we're thinking about it from from a fan standpoint, this is a more popular team than the men's team in the United States. Everywhere else, actually, it's it doesn't really hold a candle, but in the United States, more popular. So I like this. I like this. Let's argue
0: about this just a little bit. And we'll, Mm -hmm. you know, not too long. I would argue that. And again, this is sort of what's interesting to me about Megan Rapino. Is that the soccer team, the women's soccer team benefits tremendously from a couple of things? One, a lack of interest in soccer outside of the states. Right. Mm -hmm. So obviously, the there's not as much emphasis on the women's game internationally as there is in the states, which allows them to dominate the competition. Number two, their media coverage, it's almost like the, the networks. You could almost imagine that they, they almost act like they've got an incentive to promote these folks as brands, right? Mm-hmm. The, the TV world has built this into a monster by the way it is, by the way it is coverage. Now, you, you win international co- competitions wrapped in the red, white, and blue. Yeah, your brand's going to, your brand's going to explode. Um, but coming back to Megan Rapinoe, I think it's interesting that while I could name other players on that team, I suspect that she's gotten 80% of the attention on that team with maybe Alex Morgan second.
1: Yeah, I would, I would agree. I would agree if she's the face of the team, but everybody thinks about soccer they think about her right now.
0: And I don't think she merits it. And again, I'm not going to claim to be an expert. I don't think she merits that level of attention given how good she is compared to the other women on the team.
1: Oh, I mean, it's, you know, the team is full of, just amazing athletes. And so, uh, you know, it's hard to identify the athleticism on a team sport like that, but yeah, it's, she's probably not eight times better than everybody else on that team, but she's getting eight times the media attention.
0: Okay. Tom, number nine. And everyone I've mentioned this name to thinks I am out of my mind for putting him on this list, especially Mm. in this position. I've got Justin Fields, rookie quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Now, I, I'm going to have to. I don't hate this. I don't hate this. Okay, so, but I, got, I don't think you're out of your mind. I got to explain this. And so one of the things that, again, I think I view sports and fandom in the context of the media. There are some folks in the media that are seemingly bulletproof and other folks that hell just rains down on. In the case of Justin Fields, I think he is an absolute media darling and and this look fields media coverage goes back to being featured on a Netflix show when he was in high school. He got a ton of press coverage also as the number one or the number two ranked high school recruit. He was an incredibly high profile transfer from Georgia to Ohio state. He suddenly became the face of athletes saying, let us play during COVID. He then, got a ton of coverage in the, in the run-up to the NFL draft. And even in his first year where he is basically somewhere between the 30th and the 32nd ranked quarterback in the league, the coverage he gets is astonishing to me. I I was watching the Sunday night game. I think it was this week. And Chris Collinsworth talked about field as having all the physical tools, all the Mm -hmm. mental tools, all the emotional tools. He's the 32nd ranked pastor in the league who's probably mm-hmm. going to get his head coach fire. And so mm-hmm. I'm always astonished by the way the media covers this kid is absolutely bulletproof since the time he was 17, 16 or 17 years old.
1: Some people just some people just have such nice charisma that that it's hard to it's hard to figure out a way to crack the veneer right and so so just just I, the, so I like this I like this placement I like this placement well, not just because you know I'm from Chicago and I man, it's been hard to be a bears fan the last couple of years okay. I know you and I I'm are, now, let me oh, let me redirect okay.
0: you just for a second there as a bears fan does fields give you hope?
1: he does you just mentioned, you just mentioned probably gonna get the 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 coach fired at the coaches is gonna absolutely gone. <laughs> Uh, and, you know, and the bears are, I mean, I know this isn't a, this isn't a podcast about the bears, you know, fine defense, terrible offense, terrible offensive calling. It's just, and he's, and he's such a, he's such a breath of fresh air, um, you know, but the bears have had these chances before. So to, to set up your, to set up, maybe give you more credit is think about a a person like Jay Cutler, who, you know, had some really nice skills, but because of his sort of general temperament um, you know, he was very uh, he was a very solemn kind of guy. I mean, the media was just like, Ugh, do we really have to talk to this guy. Like he's going to come across as like a kind of a, just a clump of spaghetti or something. Like it, there's no story here. And so when you go from a Jay Cutler and even a Mitch Trubisky, which I, I don't think made good impressions with, you know, most Chicago media or either national media, this guy fields, he's got a great attitude. I mean, he's, you know, I mean, he wants to learn. He seems, he seems like a bright, very, very bright quarterback.
0: I, you okay, know, see now, I Tom, think, you're doing it too.
1: Oh, what did I do? What did I just do? No, I mean,
0: I'm just saying your coverage of field, everyone does it. You know, he's a bright guy. He's a breath of fresh air. He's got a great attitude. The kid is magical in terms of how people talk about him. Huh?
1: Yeah. I didn't, even, I guess I didn't even know that I was doing this. So yes, he 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 cast a spell on me, Mike. He cast a spell on me. So yeah, and he's a Georgia kid. So you know we're we're podcasting from uh, we're podcasting from outside of Atlanta. Yeah, and he's a Georgia kid. I don't know. It's uh, I like him. I, I think I think is he changing the way? I would guess that I would guess that more agents who would like to get their athletes exposure would put a. a a montage of his video clips and say, learn to be more like this guy. Learn how to talk to the media like this, whatever you do, like you want to get exposure. You want to get, you like a subway, you want subway, you want a Ford dealership to come to you. You want somebody else to come to you and ask you to be their sponsor, right? Their spokesperson, right? Learn how to talk like this, learn how to behave like this. I could imagine that 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 would be the case.
0: Perfect. Chicago Bears fans. And look, you're not, you're not alone. Every Bears fan I know. And I know a lot of them. Is I don't even know if they're legitimately enthralled with this kid, but God, they are hoping that it works out. Right. But you know what? What's still kind of nuts, though,
1: is that one of the guys I work out with the gym is like a huge Packers fan. We were both here in Atlanta. Right. And so, you know, he's he's a huge Packers fan. And to my next door neighbor, just a crazy football, football guy, you, got a, you know, a 200 inch TV out there invites me out for the games, you know, when the bears are playing and even here, even this guy, like both these guys were like, are like, oh, the bears are suck, but fields, you know, <laughs> he could be good. He could be, he could change that organization around. I mean, the, the conversation is always this thing's about fields, but fields. Yeah. So I don't, he's changing the way. Uh Oh,
0: okay. I'm going to be a contrarian here, sort of my natural state. I'm going to predict he gets two coaches fired and never takes the bears to the playoffs.
1: Wow. Two coaches fired and no playoffs. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to take that. Do I get odds on that one? Like three to
0: one odds. No, I don't even know what we're betting, but. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Slim Jims. It's look, it's, it's a bet. That's going to have to pay off. That's within five years. Let's say. Okay. All right. Five
1: years, two coach, two coaches, five years, no playoffs.
0: Okay. Uh, Winner loser has to teach one of the winners' classes for the entire semester. We'll semester, make it, we'll semester, make it, <laughs> yeah.
1: make it ugly. Okay. Okay, we'll, we'll okay. you know, that.
0: you mentioned the Packers, and one of the names I thought about for this list that was an honorable mention was Aaron Rodgers. Okay. okay? For good, good reason or bad reason? Um, interesting reasons. Now, yes. Okay, like that. Aaron Rodgers did not make the list. But in terms of the general category and I called this the independent thinker.
1: Yeah, interesting. That's a I that's a very classy with, way. That's a very classy way of describing this.
0: I went with Kyrie Irving. Right. And I can also anticipate a little bit of pushback on what I'm about to say. Now, Kyrie's obviously had an interesting NBA career, championships, movies, Uncle Drew, widely embraced social activism. But he has also flirted with some stuff that I absolutely love, that I'm not allowed to, you know, as a university professor, you almost feel like you're you're on a tightrope when you say when you embrace some of this. You know, like Kyrie was has been covered as a little bit of a flat earther. Now I That's look true. at I look at this and I love it because to me, this is evidence of being an independent thinker, being a contrarian, being on a psychological level. Disagreeable.
1: Hmm. And so, do you you suppose now, not to be, I don't want to interrupt you too much, but I, I, you're okay. I'm gonna let you continue. I will not interrupt. Sorry,
0: go ahead. You you feel free, Tom. Just raise your hand. (laughs) Now, what Kyrie did this year, though, and look, Kyrie has been widely embraced by the media. He's been a big part of the social activism that's occurred over the last couple of years. But this year, he took it too far in terms of let's say the the media narrative by refusing to get vaccinated. The thing that put him on the list. And again, like Rogers had played some games with vaccination as well is that Kyrie was very direct about it. Did not play any games, just said, I'm not doing it and I'll take the consequences.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah, so there's a, there's a big difference between what Kyrie is doing and what Aaron Rodgers. Did right, which is Aaron Rodgers was right allegedly. Oh, I have it. Oh no, no I don't have it. I, oh, I took the vaccine. Oh no, I didn't take the vaccine. It seems a little sneaky, right? And so, if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna stand for something, I mean, if it's whatever side of it is you want to stand, you really want to stand for it, then you just stand up and say, okay, then this is what I believe. And so, I think for that reason, the inclusion on the list is is spot on, right? And you don't have to agree with the guy. Right. But you can certainly say, okay, well like at least he's, at least he's being honest about where his position is. And like you mentioned, you know, he's, he's taken on some, what I would call goofy causes. I mean, the flat Earth thing I think is like, are you doing this because it just gets you a couple more minutes in front of, uh, in front of the meet, like get you on a, get you on a podcast or get you on a show or whatever else so that you can talk about it. Um, you know, I don't know if he's really thought that one through it, But I mean, if he picks up like pet causes along the way, as long as they're not dangerous pet causes, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting to see people sort of pick up pet causes. And so, yeah, he's the, he's the, I've picked up pet causes and I'm willing to run with them guy, which I mean, I don't hate.
0: Okay. So flat earth. Yeah. There's a documentary on And then look, this is probably a bad idea to go down this path. There's a documentary on Netflix, or at least there used to be on the flat earthers. I absolutely loved that documentary. And one of the things I loved about it was the anger that the non-flat earthers had for the flat earth community. Because, Tom, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if the earth's flat or not. You know, I, I, I...
1: You seem like pictures from
0: space. And I'm just, look. do I have firsthand knowledge that the earth is round? That it's the ball theory, I think is what they call it. And so so it's an interesting perspective to take of saying, you look, I live on this earth, but in some ways I'm just watching a movie, but the anger that is expressed towards the flat earthers is what I actually find fascinating. And so that's kind of why I, I love a guy like Kyrie, who is this, like, he might get a lot of stuff wrong. I get a lot of stuff wrong, but he's this critical thinker that stands on his two feet and takes the consequences.
1: Yeah. Well, I think the standing on your feet and taking the consequences part, I think, is uh, yeah. if you're going to take a stand and you know that the, that, that stand has consequences, then, um, uh, it then, fi- I mean, fine. Like, if, as long as you know, as long as you know what the consequences are. And as long as he says like okay like I you know I'm willing to I'm willing to do this, um then sure right. It, in terms of you know like like I mentioned sort of these pet causes, I are, do do you think that he honestly takes on these causes because he truly believes in them, or do you think he takes them on because he's sort of now um found a niche where it's like oh i'm the guy with the pet causes i'm the guy with the with the sort of with the kind of goofy ideas so i got to just continue to carry that ball or does it really matter
0: okay we're getting into the weeds here but i'll I'll say this when i when i take a personality test i score pretty high on the disagreeability trait
1: yeah okay
0: i suspect Kyrie scores very high on the disagreeability trait, which all that yeah. real like it, that that word sounds bad, but that what that really means is just the way you the way you approach things. It's almost always trying like, not even really to poke holes in it, but you don't accept just what people tell you. It's fine, yeah. And and so I, look, he I suspect he scores off the trait for for that as well. And and so like to be honest with you, like. When I think about things like flat Earth or chemtrails, or you know, added to the added to, there's a long have we been to the moon,
1: right, right, right.
0: I, you know, I'm very tempted to kind of go. You know what? I don't actually know. And so with Kyrie, you know, he's become sort of a personal favorite for me because I suspect that's what he's doing. And also saying, I don't really know. So why should I believe it? Sure. Okay. All right. I'll I'll, I'll go along with that. I'll Tom is that. looking at me with a little bit of. Pity, like there's going to be an intervention for me with the other faculty at the next faculty meeting.
1: Uh, oh, no, no, he's mistaking me for my shih tzu puppy dog. That that's my perfect. dog is looking at you with that look, but it's just because yeah. that's his look.
0: It might actually be a stuffed animal. Okay. <laughs> that's true. It is. Okay. okay Tom, at number seven. I've got Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. My, my <coughs> quick notes for Shaquille were post career impact, empire building. But the reason why I think he made my list is I also think he might be just about the last athlete that's having fun with all this.
1: Uh, So can we, can we add a, can we add a, um, an honorable mention here of um, Charles Barkley?
0: Sure.
1: So Charles Barkley also, I think has a huge amount of fun being Charles Barkley. I mean, most of us probably would, right? Most of us probably would Charles Barkley. He loves to be, let's say, um, disagreeable, but he loves to be, let's say, um, just mildly disagreeable. And always wants, it seems to always want to have fun, which the same thing is true with, with Shaq. I think that's and so
0: absolutely yeah. fair. And, you know, uh, Barkley was on the consideration, in the consideration setters as, as well. The thing that maybe sets Shaq apart, and look, Barley. Barkley does endorsements as well. He's part of that uh, subway campaign. Mm-hmm. But Shaq is at a different level. Shaq has almost taken the sort of the old joke about Brett Favre being willing to endorse anything and taking that to an extreme. Shaq has done Pepsi, Buick, Icy Hot, the General.
1: Yeah, the uh, general. I was gonna say the general. <laughs> what, what's the yeah.
0: for one of the pizza chains? He's got the Shakeroni at, at this the Shakeroni pizza at this point.
1: Isn't he that he was this like so he kind of took over for Papa John's right wasn't isn't yeah, he the Papa John's yeah 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 and so and when the, when Papa John kind of bugged out Shaq became um, yeah the new the, the new primary there
0: and so yeah. it, it, and even on so on top of that sort of the the last athlete having fun being probably the the biggest spokesperson out of the athletic realm at, at this point. Shaq also has a real a real talent for the media. You know, in the last half of the year, he went viral's not quite the right word, but got media major media coverage for comments about telling his kids that they ain't rich, he's rich. Uh, There was another moment where he talked about all the celebrities have gone crazy. He doesn't want to be a celebrity, so he's putting himself into a position that folks are really just gonna, frankly. Love them that the mainstream is going to love them. A little bit anti-celebrity, having a good time, being willing to endorse everything, including kind of lousy pizza. You know, it's sort of a beautiful thing.
1: (laughs) You know what else I? You know what else I like about him? But this maybe this is more of a personal thing or whatever else. He doesn't mind being a little bit reflective. I was just reading his comments about um, you know they're changing the name of the Staples Center to the um some like bitcoin.com or something. Oh, is that
0: crypto.com?
1: Um, crypto. Dot, excuse me. I'm sorry. Yeah, crypto.com. And you know, a lot of people are saying, you know, how how can you do this? You know, I mean the staple centers, the staple center is the staple center. Um and, and we should have a we should have another conversation about, you know, the value of being able to name your stadium. Um you know that adds a huge cash flow to to these franchises and people who own the franchise and the stadium. And so you know, all the power to, to the, you know, the franchise that owns that, but he was reflective. And I thought it was actually reflective in a good way. um, You know, where he said, look, the Staples center, maybe people should, maybe they should change the name. Like, like when they think about it, they think about the teams, you know, his team with, with Kobe, Kobe's team, his time with the Lakers, you know, the three Pete with uh, Phil Jackson. Um, And, and I thought it was like, Oh, that's actually a little bit sentimental, which, which I I wouldn't normally think about Shaq as being sentimental, but I thought that's a little bit sentimental, but also reflective and probably also very honest. Like he can look back and say, okay, you know what? It's not, that's not a bad thing to win three championships in a row. Even if I had some, you know, personality um, issues with the other star in that team, right? God rest his soul. And so I, I don't know. I just, I thought it was a very honest moment from Shaq. And I and I I respect that, like somebody being able to sell so, like sit back and go, yeah, OK, in the moment, these are the things I said, or this is what I did. And then reflectively, OK, it's actually that was, I was pretty successful. Like that was, you know, arguably, you know, the point of his career where he proved that he was, you know, to be taken seriously. Like he was a successful athlete. So I don't know. I can like that.
0: So maybe the other word we could add to Shaq is he seems to be exemplifying authenticity right that yeah right yeah i mean yeah i mean to be able to I, he's talking to people he's look he's talking to his kids the way a lot of people would talk to their kids he's having fun like i said you know having fun kind of a theme in all this and he's also yeah. calling out people that seem to be going a little crazy to himself yeah Yeah. No,
1: I I think that's, I think that's true. I, and and he's such a, I mean, he's a huge person. He's larger than life physically. And so he's larger than life socially and, you know, and he's having a good time. I I, I love it. He's definitely changing the narrative.
0: I also say this and I don't know how much coverage this gets outside of the Atlanta metro area. Shaq also seems to make the news on a fairly regular basis in terms of showing up at random places. Like in the last year, I know there was a story where, he was in a jewelry store and he paid for uh, an engagement ring for another customer. I Sounds saw another right. thing, uh, maybe on Instagram, where the police, some some local cops, brought him out to play some street ball with some, you know, like eight and ten year old kids. So he's he's fully engaged with, let's say, like non celebrities as well. Yeah. No, I love it. Okay, Tom, <clears throat> at number six. Excuse me. Uh, At number six, I've got LeBron James, who I referred to as the NBA's brand manager. So LeBron used to be.
1: Yeah, used to be Michael Jordan for sure. But I mean, LeBron James is he's taken over the current NBA.
0: Well, and I. I almost wonder if, you know, maybe different eras in terms of platforms Mm -hmm. and being able to communicate. But LeBron also you know, point of differentiation with Michael Jordan, LeBron finds himself involved in everything, right? Mm -hmm. There is no controversy, no bit of politics that LeBron doesn't end up touching, Uh, racial justice, vaccines, uh, anti-Trump, Kyle Rittenhouse, et cetera. He, He ends up being the face of the NBA, and so this is why I say the NBA's brand manager, because he ends up being the the, you know when when journalists go to a question about sports or the NBA, they're going to go to LeBron first, and so LeBron gets to put his opinion out there. That's true, very loudly and very directly. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm well, sorry. And I also say this. He also, you know, beyond that, he he makes movies, Space Jam too. Uh, second nike's second most important shoe endorser so he's he and look to be honest with you and you know tell me if i'm wrong on this i suspect lebron is the most prominent the most famous athlete current athlete in america at this point
1: uh yes i would I would imagine i mean and the way that you would test that is I imagine if you went to a fifth grade classroom and you asked anybody to shout out the name of a superstar like a like a sports superstar lebron james would be would be at the top of the list, or if you just walk into any classroom uh any junior high classroom uh, you know across the country. Uh, chances are excellent. Maybe somebody's wearing a LeBron James jersey, or, right? And I mean, he just would be at the top of everybody's,
0: I, top I like of everybody's list, top of mind. Sort of a classic market research question. Just name the brand that's top of mind. And, and yeah. like, in a class, you know, you say soft drink, people say Coke. You say fast food, they say McDonald's. You say current athlete, it's probably going to be LeBron. Maybe Tom Brady second. I don't
1: know. Yeah, Tom Brady would be. Yeah, Tom Brady would be up there as well. Yeah, Tom Brady will. If you, if you, if you say like, so name, just name three athletes randomly and people would probably say Tom Brady, Michael Jordan, and LeBron James. Well, and, you, and I'm not sure in that order, but they and you
0: realize that I'm being very careful here. Every time I've talked about LeBron, I've said current athlete, because right. I do think Michael Jordan is something, something different.
1: Well, Michael Jordan is just, a, he changed, he changed the whole game, changed the whole game. And he's, I mean, and he's still, he's still like the guy, the basketball guy that everybody talks about. Right. And so, and the NBA is still looking for that other, let's say, the person to carry the baton, but yeah, LeBron James is important. LeBron James is, um, I think he would be more important if the Lakers weren't, uh, the Lakers are not a great team right now.
0: Well, let me, um, let me ask you a, a different kind so. of follow-up question. If you're the MBA, do you like the fact that LeBron is essentially managing your brand? Or would you even? Admit I certainly that
1: like fact? it. I certainly, you know what? I I certainly like it. Then let's say the the father of the Ball brothers, right? I mean, <laughs> I don't. So, I mean, I I don't want that guy. But, I mean, he's uh, I don't know if he's kooky or if he's savvy. I I haven't figured him out yet. But I, I, but I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's got a crystal ball. Like he knew that his kid, that his younger kid was going to be amazing. And then his younger kid actually plays for Michael Jordan's Charlotte's doesn't he? And so yeah. it's, um, and he's a, and he's a bonafide superstar. Like that kid is, that kid's got some crazy talent, right? So, but you don't want, I don't think you want the, the father balls, whatever his name is, uh, is it LaVar? Le, uh, I forget. You don't want that guy managing your brand because he's a loose cannon. Um, I don't, I don't okay. think you hate LeBron managing Let me your make brand. the I question
0: th- even more general. Oh, yeah. I think the, okay. the NBA, more than any other league, is the league of player empowerment, right? And you think about, mm. and look, LeBron's involved in some of this, right? The way, the way you build an NBA franchise now is, well, you don't. Players build the NBA franchises for the most part.
1: Yeah, that's a different discussion. We have to have that podcast like in three weeks.
0: But two or three guys decide to go someplace, and look, LeBron is LeBron's part of that, right? He started that by going to Miami and building that, uh, doing, yeah, air quote super team, yeah. And so, do you like having the athletes? You know, is the is it the the tail wagging the dog?
1: I, well, I mean, everything that you said makes a lot of sense and it, it only works in basketball because you've got, you know, a, a, between 12 and 14 people you can have on your roster in terms of the official roster, five people on the court at a time. Everybody's going to be an impact player. If somebody's terrible, it, it doesn't make sense. So and you need um, three
0: good ones, right?
1: You do. You, well, that was, I mean, that was Rick Sun's kind of, um, you know, ideas in terms of you need a couple, three players who can crack the top 10 that end up that help you win a championship. Um, so I don't know, but it's, it's, um, I think given the nature of the game, and how the game is played and how impact, impactful any one player is, that, uh, yeah, LeBron just sort of rises to the top and he's going to stay there. And what's nice is his, his narrative has kind of changed a little bit. Now he just wants to hang on long enough until he can he can sign one-year contract so that he can play with his oldest son who'll <laughs> get drafted in a couple of years. <laughs> which which actually, in terms of a narrative, I is, a, is, a, is a, it's kind of a fun narrative, right? Talk about narrative, right? The guy's well, like, okay, I'm going to hold on long enough so that I can play one season with my kid. Come on. It that's... does
0: almost make you feel like the brand managers are running all this, right? The marketing people have too much, you know, Was what it what's the kid, Bronny or something?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, I, I don't think I'm getting that story wrong. I think he's, he's made that pretty clear that that's what he wants to do, right?
0: Look, one of the things about LeBron James is that his whole career has seemed like it was built in the shadow of Michael Jordan. And he would probably Mm -hmm. hate that, right? It seems like, you know, he was coming of age after Jordan had reinvented and let's not say too much about Jordan, but after Jordan had reinvented this echo, this ecosphere. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I remember them early on talking about the goal to be a billion dollar brand, you know, the, right. Doing Space Jam 2, having this like uh, Ken Griffey and was it Ken Griffey and Ken Griffey Jr. the story arc where they get to play together, right? It does almost start to feel a little bit scripted. Uh, I assume that uh, you know I don't know if he's going to make it. I, I think his kid is his kid's still in high school, so he would have to make it three, four more years. I think.
1: Yeah, you have to make it like four more years. Yeah, right. If, if his kid goes in, plays. His- plays ball at Duke or something like that for one year gets drafted, right? But I mean th- I mean, think about the team like if LeBron's still playing at that point, think about the team that's gonna about to draft Bronny and saying, okay, wait. So I draft Bronny and then I also get because his dad desperately wants to play. So then I get basically get LeBron James and Bronny. So now I've just sold out all of my games for the next year. I you know as it I mean just as a short, short term um I don't know. I I just think it's, I I think it's a great story.
0: I don't know. Something to look forward to. Okay, Tom, let's, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up here. Uh, We will continue with the list, the top five with Manish Tripathi next episode.